Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, what's up and welcome to Serious Issues. My name is Andrew Levins and usually each week myself and my co-host Siobhan Coombs sit down and review all of the week's comics, uh, new and from all, all different publishers. But this time, because of this very special bonus episode, uh, we've got something really cool. Um, last week at the Graphic Festival at the Sydney Opera House, Siobhan sat down and interviewed uh, comics creator Brandon Graham, who is the writer and artist behind titles such as Prophet, King City... Uh, Multiply Warheads and is one of the uh, editors of the Island uh, anthology out through Image Comics alongside Emma Rios. Um, he's done countless other things. I'm sure you've seen his work pop up on variant covers in uh, the Image Plus monthly that comes out. Uh, he's an incredible creator and someone that we're big fans of, of, of on the podcast. So we were both very excited to interview him um, and very grateful that the uh, Opera House guys were able to tee it up. However, uh, I have been on tour on, and uh, I was coming in from... Brisbane, uh, the morning that we were set to interview Brandon, and my flight got delayed. So this episode is Siobhan doing a really great interview with Brandon. Um, however, she used her phone because my, my recording setup was with me. So uh, the audio is not up to our usual impeccable standards, but it's still a really great interview. Um, they discuss everything from uh, Brandon's uh, favorite pornographic comics to his dealings with... Uh, more mainstream comics uh, figures like Alex, uh, Axel Alonso and um, Brian Azzarello. It's a really awesome little interview, and uh, thanks so much to everyone at Graphic for hooking it up. Thanks so much for Shivawan to uh, for just doing doing this interview for me uh, on my on my on our behalf, and probably doing a better job than uh, if I was there just cracking crappy jokes all the time. Uh, enjoy this interview, and uh, if you want to uh, hear more things like this, let us know. Serious Issues at kingscomics.com is our email address. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Serious Issues Podcast. And if you want to discuss this episode in our group, it's facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues Podcast. Thanks so much. Enjoy the interview. Hey, guys. This is Siobhan. Um, solo dolo this week. Unfortunately, the um, Venga bus broke down and Levens has been stranded in Tasmania. So I am reporting live from Graphic Festival in Sydney all by myself. Uh, send me your best wishes. Um, I'm super excited and Levin's is really sad not to be here because I am going to be um, interviewing Brandon Graham, who is one of my favorite um, American cartoonists working. He is the creator of um, King City, Multiple Warheads. He edits Island, the anthology comic um, with Emma Rios over Image. 
and he writes Profit, which has just um, concluded this week. So I'm really, really excited to talk to him, and I hope you guys enjoy it. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is, because um, I know you started in pornographic comics, mm-hmm. and I like I feel like that's something that we like isn't embraced as much in American comics. Um, and I just wanted to know if you have a do you have a top five dead or alive porno comics that yeah. you love? Yeah. <laughs> is that a weird question to oh, ask? That, that's very <laughs> Um, should we start? We yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I have actually already pressed record. Okay, no, I, I get too casual about these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the best. Yeah, I, I have a bunch of, of stuff I really like. Um, I just came back. I, I, so returning from Italy, I, I came with a gigantic bag of comics, and I was showing them to someone in town here, and, and they were pointing out, like, oh, there's sex in every one of these. And I was like, well, in my defense, it was in Italy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not my fault. It's so different in Europe, I found. Yeah, so it, it kind of walks a weird line because there's a lot of things like, like I'd even argue that what I like about Minara's work is not the erotic element. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I find, um, like obviously I think porn comics are a very legitimate end of comics, but I don't think I necessarily read them as porn. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really interested in, like especially like Minara's work, I'd almost like, it's almost like I read around the sex stuff and, yeah. and try to see... Uh, his in, interpretation of, of the world around it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's certainly, like... Back when I was doing porn comics, my big intention was to not be creepy. Because mm. I think that's definitely... Um, it's well-covered territory. Yeah, not, you don't need to be creepy. There's, <laughs> there's someone else doing that fantastically for you. Yeah. So I really like the idea of trying to just make it light and fun, which um, I can't claim that I would succeed in, but at least that was the goal. Uh, so, oh, top five. So I, there's a book called um, Secret Plot Deep, Great. Right. By a guy named Newman, are you familiar? No, no. Oh, it's uh, it's really interesting. He draws these gigantic, muscular women, Amazing. and these kind of skinny little guys. But um, it's really uh, the storytelling is really fantastic, and and he plays with a lot of. It's really interesting when you read someone's work and their sexuality, even when they're doing comics about sex, it becomes vague. Like there's a lot of stuff. He does a lot of stuff playing with with like gender. There's a character whose sister dies, and. Um, he ends up dressing up as his sister, so his parents, um, his parents are crazy, basically, and his parents think his sister's still alive, so he has to dress up as his twin sister all the time, and then the teacher finds out and starts, like, sexually shaming him with it. Oh, God. And it's really, but it's done in this really light way, that's, like, yeah. not, like, that could be really creepy, but, um, yeah. That sounds uh, amazing. Yeah, that one's, that one's quite good. So Secret Plot Deep by Newman is the guy's name. Excellent. Uh, Bondage Fairies by Condom. Um, I have heard of that one. Yeah, Bondage Fairies is weird too. It was called the, uh, it was called the uh, Insect Hunter in Japan. Weird. Which sounds like a reasonable thing that you could go to a comic store and ask and not be ashamed. <laughs> but then Bondage Fairies <laughs> sounds so much worse than the reality of the actual book. Yeah. Um, the weird thing about Bondage Fairies is it's, um, it's all, so it's these these little uh, fairy women that are like you know Smurf size. And they're having sex with different animals and insects and things, but all the animals and insects have human penises, huh. which is really bizarre. But, and, and like, useful, thank goodness. Yeah, but also super disturbing, too, because <laughs> yeah, you're like, absolutely. oh, it's a beetle with a human erection. That's, that's <laughs> going to keep me up tonight. Um, that one's really fun. I have a 20-year-old sister that comes over to my place and steals my porn comics, and that's one of her favorites. <laughs> I think just me and them are bad influence. I've um, a terrible influence yeah. on my younger sister as well. Uh, but that's that's plenty to be going on with. Thank you. There's some yeah, good ones, yeah, good ones for me to research. Thank yeah. you. Um, I wanted to I wanted to ask you because obviously you co-edit Island mm-hmm. with Emma Rios, which is one of my favorite um, anthology mm-hmm. comics. And I just wanted to know what sort of attracted you to the idea of doing an anthology in the first place. A big part of it for me was 
creating a, a like community is a really important thing to me in comics and creating a space for work that I'm excited about Absolutely. is really because uh, very much when I, when I started doing comics professionally I felt like it was kind of a two party system where you had very fan graphics indie comics and very kind of mainstream superhero comics with not a lot of room in between and so many of the work so much of the work that I've been attracted to has been things that don't fit into either category and so just kind of creating a place where uh cartoonists that I'm excited about can like I, I've managed to play enough politics where I can at least uh, my publisher backs me really strongly and I can I can get them to um, to give me money to give to creators that I'm excited about and, that, and that's really cool to actually be able to go to um, you know both like a, a a young cartoonist starting out and like older cartoonists whose work I'm excited about and and offer them complete freedom to do whatever they want and, and own it is really important to me and and uh, teaming up with Emma Rios is a really big deal because um, she's she's a cartoonist who's uh, I really bonded with her uh, her aesthetic and feelings about comics. She feels very very strongly about about creative freedom and about pushing art. Oh, great! Um, well, you can tell that in her work. Like, yeah, the idea is such an amazing book. Yeah, as a whole. And something that uh, that came out a lot when we were talking. I went to Spain and met her and. Um, and some of the, a lot of of the European countries that have kind of comic book scenes, but less uh, huge scenes in places like France, there's a lot of stuff where they have strong communities, but the the money is so tied to them getting success in America or France or other places. And uh, so her almost her entire body of work is in America, but but there's this horrible trade-off there where you don't see Spanish artists writing and drawing their own work. There's mm. always, like, they'll come over to Marvel and there'll be an American who writes them. So I think you kind of lose a lot of that um, that unique voice of a, of a creator who didn't grow up in America. And so her doing ID and Mir is really cool because, you know, Mir is like um, her and Hoi Lim yeah, working out of Singapore. Well. Yeah, and so you get this comic that's marketed to American readers or readers all over the world. And um, you know, through an American publishing company, and it's you know, it's a, a artist from Singapore and a writer from Spain coming up, but working in you know neither of their native languages, but but really beautifully, I think. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that I find really exciting about Ireland is there's such a sort of global, like you cast your net so widely. Like I feel like I've been introduced to Australian comic creators that I'd never oh, cool. heard of or um, had any contact with. So thank you. Nice. <laughs> thank yeah, you we've that. got uh, yeah, F. Chu was in there. Yep, yep. Who's from Melbourne and. Um, and uh, Phil Barlow and his wife Helen Mayer, who were here, and and I actually just met uh, Trudy Cooper, amazing, who does uh, Old Goff. Oh my god! And I was um, trying to bully her into doing something. She's Australian. Yeah, she's no in the green room right now. No way! <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna have to track her down. I got a sketch. That's exciting. <laughs> nice one. Um, so also, a uh, profit profit war just concluded mm-hmm. this week. Um, do you feel like you're sort of finished with that universe for the moment, or are you going to come back? It's hard to leave alone. Um, and my, that's the one my publisher is always kind of. I'm always pushing to do more, and he's always saying like, you know, do more of your own stuff, <laughs> you know, because the it, it's a weird thing where um, I, I'm always feeling like I'm dealing with the um, emotional baggage of growing up in the '90s doing comics, and for me, like Liefeld comics were something that was like, you know, this is the worst stuff coming out, mm. and so being able to not only connect with the work but connect with the guy that created it and really like I really like him now so it feels very um, it's, it's very um, 
it, it's a turnaround. It's like I've dealt with all this stuff. I don't have any like bitterness about it anymore. And, and I took this thing that I didn't have warmth towards, and now it's like profits become such a thing that like me and the majority of the people that work on profit all have the same tattoo now. Oh, nice! Oh, wow! Yeah, it's, it's become like a huge deal in my life, and um, you know, the people like the majority of people that worked on it are people that like you know they're like lifelong friends now, and it's 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 really cool. So it, it's hard to leave behind, but. Um, I also recently did a thing where I finished all of my writing jobs and I'm really trying to pare down so I can do just an entirely new series that I'm writing and drawing myself and continue Island and kind of focus on what's really, really important to me. Great. Well, that's very exciting. Um, I have a silly question asked um, asked from my boyfriend. He said, um, if you were stuck on a desert island with Axel Alonso Mm -hmm. and he was like, okay, I will give you this boat (laughs) if you draw one Marvel title this month, would you just on the island or would you I would draw it if it wasn't published by Marvel right okay yeah yeah like I guess is there is there anything <laughs> in that sort of universe that you still feel creatively interested in yeah I mean that's the difficulty is I've I've, I've carved my politics out where mm. I think I often think that people think that I'm more sour about the creative end of it than I am but it's more just the <clears throat> I, I'd like I've made a line in the sand that is say is essentially that I won't do work for uh, corporate-owned comics. Like, I, it weirds me out that I don't know who owns Batman. Like, yeah. it's just like, like Batman's probably owned by a guy that doesn't read comics, or you know, a, a team of like a bunch of guys in a in a smoky boardroom that don't read <laughs> comics. And and I don't mean to even disparage people that like that. It's just it's held as such a um, as such a point of success to do stuff like that. And it's difficult. To, I've, I've got a weird history with Axel Alonso. I, oh, really? Um, just, I, I'm sure he doesn't actually remember, but but for me, I was, I was a very broke, uh, I was a very broke, uh, 24 year old, um, desperate for work, and and went up to the Marvel office, and and he was incredibly dismissive of my work to a point where I have held onto it way longer than I should have. But um, yeah, it, it, it's difficult. I uh, I recently had a run in 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 Italy. I was introduced to Brian Azzarello, who has been very yeah. Rude on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's definitely um, said some things lately that I don't feel very positively about. Yeah, it was a weird situation because I, um, I've been I've been very critical of his work and and multiple fronts, and uh, and it's not a fun answer to a fun. No, question, no, no. This is um, interesting. Uh, and to meet someone in person like that, and and I'm I was really, it, it was kind of. It was it was frustrating because I would be really fascinated to talk to him about his motivations and not be mean about it because I honestly feel like he's a talented writer who makes these artistic decisions that make no sense to me. It just feels like he's like pissing away his legacy essentially. Mm. You know, he's doing this Dark Knight Three book that is like you know near unreadable. Yeah. And the talent on that is like there's oh, there's almost no reason why it's bad. Yeah, absolutely agreed. And uh, it's almost like they they made a bet like. We're going to bring in Klaus Janssen and Azzarello and Frank Miller and all these guys. And who's the artist on it? Is it? I think it's Cuba. One of the Cuba brothers? Cuba's yeah. And they're just like, and, and we're going to make a horrible comic. And so it's mm. like, I don't think you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so it was really, it, it, it put me in a weird position where I really felt like I would like, uh, I hadn't been at a convention in a long time where the other American creators were people that I, uh, that I had some connection with and this yeah, thing right. I felt like every American I was introduced to was like like it wasn't even like they did the same thing as me yeah it was right. just like oh here's a guy who I've 
just said sour things about yeah. me. You know, it was like on a panel with like Frank Cho and Oh wow, okay, yeah. Um and it was fine. I I don't know if he has any memory of, you know, I've been kind of uh I haven't even been too critical of his stuff. I just think it's kind of uh I think he's kind of weird, kind of uh it almost feels like a jockish antagonism. Like he's just like like daring people, like guys, I'm gonna draw tits, be offended, and it just seems just super juvenile. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the weirdest part of it for yeah. me. And it's hard because you want to just have like an intelligent um, discussion about you know someone's motivations behind things, as you said, and yeah. people get very um, emotional about it, and right, it, certainly. it can be really hard. Yeah, it's interesting. I thought J. Scott Campbell handled the the last thing really well. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Because um, because I I can fully. I fully understand why he didn't get people being offended because I think he just did. I was making a joke about it. It's a Chris Rock joke where he talks about the tiger going crazy when it attacked a guy in the Siegfried and Roy thing. And yep. he's like, the tiger didn't go crazy. The tiger went tiger. Yeah. And hiring J. Scott Campbell to draw a 15-year-old girl is like, what do you think he's going to do? Absolutely. Um, which, you know, is not a tiny endorsement of J. Scott Campbell, but he is, he is what he is. Yeah, exactly. And so him coming back and... Um, and really, like, putting an attempt to, to say that, like, like oh, I, I, I misread the audience and wanted to do something. I think that was really, um, that was really cool to see him do it. I kind of wouldn't have expected it. Yeah, and I much preferred the um, drawing that he then did to yeah. replace it. It was, um, was much nicer. Yeah, I certainly agree. Um, well, thank you so much for um, speaking to me today. Absolutely. Enjoy your time in Sydney and um, enjoy enjoy being on the stage at Graphic. Oh, yeah. Is that going? Is that a weird experience? Is that something you've done before? Uh, I, I've done things similar to it. I think it'll be. It's it's mostly surreal just being in this building. Yeah. You know? I feel I feel intimidated being backstage. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Um, well, thanks so much and enjoy your time. Yeah, thank you. Um, so there you have it. That was my little chat with Brandon Graham at Graphic 2016 inside the Sydney Opera House. Um, what an amazing, cool guy and what an amazing festival that um, Ben and Jordan have organised this year for Graphic 2016. Um, thanks for listening. You can hit us up at seriousissues um, at kingscomics.com if you have a question or if you want to tell me something about the interview that I did wrong. Um, we're also online on Facebook. You know what? Levins does these bits way better than me and you all already know it anyway. Um, so thanks for listening. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.